Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Station 007 Podcast. I'm your host, Dean Holtzapple. Alongside me is one of Amanda Seafried's fathers from Mamma Mia, George Rogers. Knowing me, knowing you. Uh-huh. <laughs> welcome to the show. Hope everybody enjoyed last week's episode, which was, uh, what did we do? We did our, uh, the influence of Bond. Oh, that's right. The Bond influence, yes. We right. literally did that a couple days ago. <laughs> yes, yes. Um... Hope everybody enjoyed it. Hope everybody has, uh, has enjoyed their week. Um, before we get started, let's touch on the rumor that's going on. The, Give me the rumor. The potential postponement of No Time to Die. Oh, you don't say. Postponing again? Um, it, it related story. Sonny was arrested again. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, it ha- it's not official. It, it's just rumors. It's just some, some, there's some swelling going on that they're going to postpone it again. However... The reshoot rumor has surfaced again. There we go. So, I'm starting to think that the reshoot rumor might be true. Mm-hmm. Because if the movie was finished back in March. Yeah. Yes, it was supposed to come out in the beginning of April. Mm-hmm. Why wouldn't you just move it up? Most movies only make, make all their money in the first month anyway. Mm-hmm. By the time the second month rolls around, it's almost working its way out of theaters. Because they're probably hedging their bets. What if the what if the reshoot rumor is true? That's why they were the first movie before any of this blew up to postpone it. And look, right. Midnight's Edge; those guys are right a lot of times. Like go go going back to everything that happened with Star Wars. They them and Doomcock, Lord Savior. Leaked, leaked episode 9's story like six months in advance. They were like 90% spot on with that. And nobody took them seriously. They were like, oh, it's nobody all here. Took them seriously. It's all hearsay, which to be fair, at that point, yeah, it is all hearsay. Yeah. But a lot of stuff, when you when you look at when you look at who's saying what, mm-hmm. you can kind of tell like where it's going to go. Yeah. Like, like we always always at the credit Grace Randolph whenever she mentions anything DC related yeah, she's usually right You, if you listen to us on Multiverse Movie Podcast you hear us mention her on, on a uh-huh. frequent basis uh-huh. but usually whenever she mentions anything in the DC universe it's like a good but 90% yeah, chance it's it really happen. is so and I'm, Midnight, sta- I'm Mid- start- Midnight's Edge was, is, is right up there I'm starting to think that um, this might be true yeah. because um the original rumor for reshoots was that they wanted to tone down on wokeness because apparently this movie is woke. I, I don't know how true it is. I haven't seen the movie. Yeah, oh. obviously. Um, and the ending is what they want to reshoot, mm-hmm. which makes me think my intuition is right. Yeah. That Bond is going to die. I don't know that for a fact. That's, that's, that's not... Maybe that's what the original ending is and they're going back to reshoot to change it to where he doesn't. That's what I'm saying. It could be like how they... Um, Depending how much is involved with it, it may just be reshooting just to edit something out. Like mm-hmm. um, in the, I'm sure we'll touch on when we go to do that review later on. But in Lethal Weapon Two, that was supposed to be the end of that movie. Riggs was supposed to die at the end of mm-hmm. the movie from the gunshots, mm-hmm. but they, but they changed it last second. I think just by cutting out him dying in the hospital. Right. Um, so, I have a tendency to believe that, especially if they're looking to postpone this movie. Now, I mean, we're in July. This movie is not set to come out for another what four months. Yeah, and they're already talking about postponing this movie. I think it might be because of reshoots. Because now they they might be able to start filming 
that they could they could film these reshoots real fast. Mm-hmm. We'll see. I, I don't know because I know I know movies are starting to be able to to do some production again. So we'll see. I um, but if the reshoots happen, um, I'll be happy for it because I. I I like I've, I've said all along this podcast I think they're going to kill Bond in this movie yeah. and I don't want I don't want to walk out of the theater seeing Bond die yeah. I really don't so um, let's let's hope it doesn't happen um, with or without reshoots I hope that's not the ending right it's just some uh, it's just my fear I've seen it happen too much in the last five years and I don't want to see it happen again so um, enough of that bullshit mm-hmm. on to our Pierce Brosnan retrospective. Uh, Pierce is the bond that we grew up with, predominantly as, yep, uh, you know, as children of the nineties, early, early, yeah, ch- children's and children of the nineties. Um, obviously, we've talked about it before. I was already a fan of the franchise before Pierce became Bond, um, so I wasn't one of those people who got pulled into the franchise. I shouldn't say pulled into the franchise, but introduced to the franchise mm-hmm. by the GoldenEye game. A lot of people did, and kudos to you. Good for you. I'm glad you're. Glad you're part of the fandom. Nothing wrong um, with it. Nothing but wrong I, with I it. definitely had you know a couple years prior to that. Well, the game came out in '97, so the game came out two years after the movie was out. So, yeah. so I'd already been a Bond fan for probably four or five years at that point. You know, um, so um, Pierce uh, was James Bond from officially from 1994 to 2005. Mm-hmm. Uh, he did four movies, five video games. Um, First approached, well, first met Cubby Broccoli in the set of Your Eyes Only because his wife, Cassandra Harris, was, um, what was her name? Liesl. Countess Liesl. Countess Liesl, that's right. Um, and he was officially announced on June 7th in 1994 to be the fourth Bond actor. I, I remember, our, or I read a thing where it said, where, where Albert Broccoli said, or Broccoli, however it's pronounced, said, you know, if, if he can act, he's my guy. Yeah. Um, his original contract was, was for three movies. With an option for a fourth, so the same contract that they offered Daniel Craig. Yeah. So that's the there's a big misconception going on with, um, with uh, m- remember before um, they did Spectre, mm-hmm. and where they didn't know if he was going. to No, come I'm back sorry. Before this one, it was before this one. Yeah. Because after Casino Royale, they re they redid his contract for four more movies. So he was contracted for mm-hmm. a fifth movie. A lot of people don't seem to remember that. That he ha- he was contracted for this movie. That's mm-hmm. why when all those rumors are going around that there was going to be a new Bond for Bond Twenty Five, it was like, no, go back and read it. Yeah, because like right after Casino Royale was done in the theaters, they gave him a new contract yeah. for four movies. Yeah. So, um, so he was only contracted to do three. They picked up the option for the fourth. Obviously, mm-hmm. it was the disaster. Diamonds uh, die another day. Mm-hmm. Um. So when he was, uh, I'm going to jump just a little forward because it goes along with this. When he is the only actor that was officially air quotes fired, but he was technically not in a contract, so yeah. they just didn't bring him back. Um, excuse me. Um, <clears throat> but he had stated while filming Die Another Day that he wanted to do six movies and only six. That was his, he wanted to do as many as Connery and then and then leave. So unfortunately, he suffers from the fact that he has the notion of being in the worst James Bond movie ever. And it's it's, it's a shame because he was a great Bond. Yeah. Um, yeah, on his official website in October 2004, he officially stated that he was out of the role. Uh, like I said, he was the only actor that was quote-unquote officially fired, I guess. Um, 
He started four movies, Goldeneye in 1995, Tomorrow Never Dies in 1997, World's Not Enough in 1999, and Diamonds Are For uh, Diamonds, Jesus, Die Another, Die Another Day, Day 2002. Uh, the five video games that he was in, his likeness was used mm-hmm. in four of them. Uh, Goldeneye, 1997 for the Nintendo 64. Tomorrow Never Dies, a terrible game. It was awful. Uh, in 1999 for the PlayStation 1. Or PlayStation, I was known at the time. Oh, yeah. uh, the World's Not Enough in 2000, which was a great game. For the N64, the original PlayStation, and Game Boy Color. And Nightfire in 2002 for the PlayStation 2. Another great game, by the way. Mm-hmm. Um, GameCube, Xbox, and Game Boy Advance. In Everything or Nothing in 2003, he lended his voice and his likeness, uh, which was available on the Xbox, PS2, GameCube, and Game Boy Advance. Mm-hmm. So, George, my question to you to start, to start off my our conversation. What was your introduction to Pierce as Bond? What was the first movie you saw? The first movie I saw with Or a Pierce? game you played? I mean, if you if you if you want the overall first introduction to him as Bond, then it's the Goldeneye video game. Okay. Because, um, as I've told you on several tears, I don't know if anybody else knows. I'm, I, I, we say so much on these podcasts, I can't keep track of head, heads or tails what's said. Mm-hmm. Um, I used to work at the Columbus Air, mm-hmm. and I used to hang out there a lot. So mm-hmm. it, when, when I was a teenager, I worked at one of the food stands inside, and there was a uh, a video game store that was it was a, it, it was a video game and movie store. Mm-hmm. Inside the mall that, that, that a lot of us kids used to hang out at. And we would play Goldeneye right there in the game. You know, me and a couple of the kids and one, you know, the one guy that worked there. Mm-hmm. So that was my first actual introduction to Pierce Brosnan in the role. The first movie I saw of him was, uh, it was, it was Tomorrow Never Dies. Okay. Because I, I was staying at a friend's house and at the time... It had just went to VHS. VHS, remember, kids? Love VHS. We, we went it, to. It, I like we, it for nostalgia, yeah. overall quality of yeah. shit, though. We went up to uh, Ainsy Video in Wrightstown, mm-hmm. right next to the old Ames, mm-hmm. the James Way, as mm-hmm. we used to before that. Mm-hmm. And we rented the movie and we went back and watched it. And it, and it was a bit of a change because it was the first current James Bond movie that I saw at the time. Right. Before that, it was all Roger Moore and Sean Connery. Mm-hmm. So I didn't. So it was. I was blown away just in terms of comparing it to other Bond films, how much more went into the movie. And he was just so... he To me, he seemed like a just a more evolved version of Roger Moore. Yeah. Very suave, very, very debonair, but could also kick ass more to where... And, uh, akin to Sean Connery mm. in fight scenes. So I, did, I didn't see the other movies until uh, afterwards. I didn't, I didn't see Die Another Day or The World's Not Enough in theaters. Um... I still can't remember what my first Bond movie in the theater was. Which it was obviously a Brazen movie. Yeah. I know I saw The World's Not Enough and Die Another Day. Of course, I've seen everything from The World's Not Enough to currently Spectre. I just can't remember if I saw Tomorrow Never Dies in the theater. And my dad can't remember if he took me either. Right. We can't remember. Well, I want to think I did. I know I didn't see Goldeneye in theaters. I know that. Yeah. But, I, but I cannot remember if I've seen Tomorrow I Never Dies in theaters. I didn't go to the movies a lot as a kid because mm-hmm. living where I was in Cookstown... Uh, we only had the one movie theater that was, you know, one town over in Wrightstown, which only had two screens. Mm. Yeah, kids, two screen movie theater. Well, hey, I knew. Think I, of that now with your eighteen and your twenty four screens, and they don't even have that much anymore. Uh, you know, but but I mean, not, not anymore. Hey, but, we, but, sorry, I went to the, used yeah. to go to one in Delran. That the two oh, screen yeah. AMC in Delran. Yeah, pretty but, sure it was an AMC, wasn't it? think so. Where Target is now? Oh, no, it, it was United Artists. Was it? Okay, yeah. okay. The um, but it was two uh, screens. 
the and Hollywood uh, never worked. It used to be a porn theater for a while. My dad told me. Yes. It was a movie theater. Then it became a porn theater, and then it went back to a movie theater again. How awkward is that? Because <laughs> you know the, what was happening yeah. in those theaters. Hey, is the floor sticky because of popcorn? No. No. <laughs> <laughs> but and if we didn't, if if a movie we wanted to see wasn't playing there, then we had to go to Burlington to the Burlington. Okay. Movie. Yeah. yeah. Well, so back which, when we were growing up, which that was, was nice. which that was still a good 25, 30 mm-hmm. minute drive. Yeah, which doing that now is no big deal. But in 1996, 1997, that mm-hmm. wasn't even a, that was like I got to clear my whole day to go do this. Yeah, you know. Yeah. So and that was back when the Regal was nice. Yeah, it's a shithole now. Oh, it's a the what was the last thing we saw there was Wonder Woman. Did we see Wonder Woman? Yeah, 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 yeah. Regal. Yeah, Wonder Woman was the last thing we was, saw Regal because was, we were because we were at Eric's. Yeah, but it, it was because it was the day we went to Wizard World. Yeah, and we were trying to find. We were a, trying to find something to do afterwards, and we, but we were also trying to find a time that would work for us. Yeah, and Regal was the only one that had a good time for us. Yeah, so we because we Regal. went because we, we went we would have went to Morrisound like we always do. We went that night because yeah. the only time I because I think Eric had to pick the girls up in the morning. Yeah, uh, and, and the, I think like I think Morrisound had one too late at night, and it was like I don't know, like seven o'clock at night. So it was just. It was I don't reason. think they had any open seats either. Yeah, I think that's what, that might have been it Re- too. Regal, you don't pre-do your seats, so you basically yeah. have to buy your ticket and get them for everybody else. Because it was opening weekend. Yeah, yeah, it was opening weekend. Yep, but it was a Friday night mm-hmm. we went, not Thursday. But anyway, back to Pierce. Yeah, back to Pierce. Um, but my actual first introduction to Pierce Brosnan was Mrs. Doubtfire. Yeah, probably mine too. Because yeah. I mean, that's, I mean, that's, I mean, I didn't see anything with him in it before that I remember I didn't watch Remington Steel I think my mom may watch Remington mm-hmm. Steel when it was on she watched all those fucking 80s shows mm-hmm. sure, 80s. sure it wasn't Taffin uh, it 100% wasn't Taffin I didn't discover Taffin until I was uh, today years old <laughs> or or at least 35 because you showed me that first clip from Taffin like months <laughs> ago and I was like that's the first I've ever seen of that <laughs> um, but, I but think, that was my first I think Mrs. Doubtfire might have been my first introduction that was my first Pierce. introduction to Pierce but I and, also remember Lawnmower Man too. You know, see, I think my sister liked Lawnmower Man, or she wanted to see it because it's based off a Stephen King book, and my sister is a is a big Stephen King fan. But then I'm I'm starting to think that maybe my introduction to Pierce might have been Goldeneye. Who knows? I can't remember. Man, I can't remember that over twenty years ago. It's, yeah, you know, twenty five years Bo- ago. Bo- borderlining on thirty at this point in time. Yeah, good for you. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so. Um, but yeah, I mean, um, so I only really knew him from Mrs. Doubtfire. So to, to see him in a role, I was like, oh, that was the guy from, that was the guy that Rob Williams threw the lime at. And Mrs. <laughs> Doubtfire was like, oh, oh, it was a run by Fruiting. Did you not tip well? <laughs> oh, uh, so what are your overall thoughts of Pierce as, as Bond? What What do you, what, let's start with, let's start with the good between the both of us. What did you okay. love about Pierce as Bond? What did you overall think of him? And uh, let's go right into like what mm-hmm. we love about him as Bond. Overall, when I saw him, I, um, and this, I'm, I'm sure I'll get ambassador for this I actually preferred him over Connery okay. just because I don't know he's a little more current I, I just I I liked him a little more sure. I I had more I had more for the character with him right. as 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 uh, James Bond no slight at all to, to, to Sean Connery no slight. I also prefer my Sean Connery older like in Untouchables and Highlander mm-hmm. and Rising Sun Hmm. Yeah, stuff like that. Because that was how I was introduced to Sean Connery. Before. Rising Sun. That's I, the movie. You I, I, yeah, I was waiting for you. I was waiting for your reaction. <laughs> it didn't dawn. Yeah, I like that movie. I was re- I'm not gonna lie. I like that movie. That, that, that was some of Wesley Snipes, right? Yeah, yeah, it was a good movie. You're seeing the movie Medicine Man, where he's in the jungle. Anyway, uh, let's, <laughs> let's continue. <clears throat> but uh, I, I love that he was. I, I love that he looked the part. Like he just he looked very 
very clean, very dapper. I mean, he was always in a suit. I didn't know until later on that, you know, in the books, he's not always wearing suits, but mm. Pierce was always wearing suits in the movie. Mm. Or or at least some form of it. They usually got a sport jacket or slacks. I like his look in Goldeneye the most, though. I didn't really like his long hair too much. I prefer his, I preferred his hair in the, in uh, the world's not enough and tomorrow never dies. I I I like a good close cut. That's just my. I, I, I prefer the the look he had mm-hmm. in Goldeneye and it, and his suits in Goldeneye. Mm-hmm. Just well, that's because Goldeneye's perfect film. Goldeneye's yeah, yeah so it, it, it's number two on my it. list. Yeah, four for me. So yeah. Um, <clears throat> I um, I have nothing bad to say about him as Bond, mm-hmm. and I I do love three of his four movies, but. Man, is Die Another Day a terrible fucking movie. But it's not, but, but it's not terrible. It's, it's not no. his fault. It's terrible. No, it's not. Because he himself is good in it. That first half of the movie, where it's watchable. Yeah, where he's you know where he's uh, captured in Korea, and he's getting tortured, and then he, you know, he's he, he gets exchanged for Zhao, mm-hmm. and uh, and then when he goes to when he goes to Hong Kong, he's like, oh, I always knew you were Hong Kong. Secret Service, yeah, he's just surviving, Mister Chang. Yeah, just surviving. Yeah, like I, I, I love all of that, but as soon as it gets to the fucking ice hotel, like, for me, it's it's the sword fight. It it it's screeches halt at the sword fight for me. Yeah, well, Madonna didn't help. Of course not. Verity, good no. shit. But I overall, I do love him as Bond. Um, mm-hmm. I've said before when I, I did put I did put out my rankings in one of mm-hmm. our podcasts of the six actors, he was number three for a long time for me. It took I've always been a fan of Craig, but it took a very very long time for me to put Craig above Pierce. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's a multitude of factors of why Pierce has dropped down to four for me. Um, it really has nothing to do with him. It's more the fact that I prefer Craig's portrayal of the character. I think a lot of um, people. I, I I think a lot of people our age hold Pierce a little mm, closer to the heart. Yeah, sure. Because that was how they were introduced to the character. Sure, sure yeah. A lot of people. Yeah, I don't. I'm, I'm sure a lot of people like us or were introduced to the older movies first. Mm. But for for probably a strong majority, like he was the first one that everyone was really interested. So yeah. he's. So yeah, there's a. There's a close connection with like nostalgia with, and childhood with, with to every it. actor, though. So people yeah. who people who grew up like we did in the '90s, who grew up in the '70s, they hold Roger Moore a special place in ours. Except for my dad, he is a he's a Connery guy. But yeah. um, the same thing with with Connery, though. The guy, the people who saw those movies in theaters, they hold Connery in such high regard. And I mean, I love Connery. He's my second favorite Bond actor. But in my opinion, he's only got three great movies out of six. Yeah. You know. So I'll tell I'll tell you of the. Those four movies, Goldeneye made three hundred fifty-two million. Mm-hmm. Tomorrow Never Dies three hundred thirty-three million. The World Is Not Enough three hundred sixty-one million. Dying of the Day somehow four hundred thirty-one million. Yeah, they were blockbusters. Those movies combined one point four seven eight billion. They were blockbusters. Four movies. Uh, the nineties or early two thousand pulling in that kind of money. Yeah, they were blockbusters. They saved yeah. the franchise. Um. And, and and that would that's no slight to to Dalton before him before mm-hmm. him because you know how I feel about Dalton yeah but the franchise was like dead for six years not because of Dalton no it wasn't because no. of Dalton and people needed to stop stop that narrative of that's why there was no movie for six years it's like they just pulled this bullshit idea out of their head like oh License to Kill wasn't that good so we didn't have a movie for six years no it was distribution problems between Nightus Artist and Dan Jack which what held mm-hmm. it up yeah. Like do a little bit of research before yeah. you start flying from the hip. 
Mm. I assume most Bond fans would know that because they're yeah. like, oh, well, you know, how come there wasn't a movie? And they would go to look it up. Not just flying off the cuff, oh, it's a bad movie. Mm. It's like, no. For, for, first off, you, you you know where License to Kill ranks with me. It ranks mm. number one with me. You know where it ranks with number five yeah. for me. Yeah, so, I mean, it's not a horror movie. And a lot of people that we know or that we have associated with in the in the Bond uh, community hold those Dawn movies at a very high level. Yeah. So it's not that they were bad movies. It, it's all it, it's all the company. It's mm-hmm. all production. Yeah. It's all your dis- It's all the distribution. And everything else. So, his portrayal of Bond. Yeah. What did you? What is your favorite? What are your favorite parts of his portrayal of Bond? What do you? What do you, What are your your favorite things he he did for the character? Um, he brought the character in. The, the, he brought the character to the current world. Mm. Like it didn't like like when you watch his movies, they don't feel dated to the sixties. Don't feel dated to the seventies. Yeah, they had they, they they did have some of the like, of like the cheesy Q gadgets, mm-hmm. as they are. But it when they brought Bond into the nineties, um, there's a lot like, going on. Like like the, there wasn't a, in the nineties. I don't want to say there was peace, but there there wasn't a whole lot of world conflict. Not to, really. To what I can remember, mind you, mm-hmm. I was uh, early teenager in the nineties. Mm-hmm. So, at, obviously, at the time you were what ten when Goldeneye came out. I was ten when Goldeneye. I was. Came so out. I make that would so have made me eight. eight. Yeah. So, um, I, I mean, there was Bosnia. And yeah, then I mean, there was Bosnia. They had, uh, the Gulf War at the beginning. Of yeah. 90s. But there was no big bad guy. Yeah. Like, like the Soviet Union had had loomed for what 60 70 years something, something yeah, like from that what, from what 45 so from what from the end of from the end of world war ii to when the wall 91 came down 91. 91 so so yeah. okay so so a good 45 see, years right. so there was no yeah. big baddie to do that with but you still had the remnants of the soviet Union, yeah. which is what i thought goldeneye captured mm-hmm. really good you got to see a mm-hmm. post-cold war bond mm-hmm. and i thought pierce even though the movie was originally written for Dalton and it was reworked mm. into Gold, what we know as Goldeneye, mm. um, I thought Pierce did a great job. I actually, mm. I'll be honest with you, I don't think Dalton, in the current version of what we got for Goldeneye, I don't think it would have worked for Dalton. And the, Maybe his original yeah. version probably would have been a little more ruthless, a little and more the, darker, but the, what the, we have of Goldeneye, I don't think Dalton would have worked for the movie. The villains were more akin to what was going on at the time. Yeah. So the Hacker. So, so, so you could have like with gold, like with Goldeneye, aside from 006, like you know, like your rogue agent or your former agent, former best friend, uh, Boris is a hacker. Mm-hmm. Computers started becoming huge. Like the movie Hackers came out, in like mm-hmm. around the same time. I don't, I don't know what year. I want to say '96. But either way, computers were a big thing going on at the time. Then tomorrow never dies with your with with, with your media mobile. Mm-hmm. Elliot Carver was basically what if Ted Turner was evil. So pretty Rupert, much. So Rupert Murdoch. Yeah, pretty much. But I mean, like when you hear like, but I know when when I first saw when I first saw Tomorrow Never Dies, being like the Braves fan, I'm like I I know of Ted Turner and I know mm-hmm. what Ted Turner owns. So mm-hmm. it's like I'm, so I would see him like oh that's kind of reminds me reminds me of Ted Turner. You know my my parents would make the same or my mom would make the same claim. You know uh, the world is not enough. Your oil baron. Cool sentiment. You know, family motto. The. Uh, yeah, the, the the oil baron, like mm-hmm. oil, basically controlling, and then tomorrow no, or, or or die another day, uh, well, whatever. I guess cloning is what you could kind of I attribute that to. I guess gene manipulation. Yeah, but I will um, say, out of the four movies he did, mm-hmm. the only one that feels dated to me is Die Another Day. Yeah, because it's very obvious that's an early two thousands act action film. Yeah, where the other three, 
yes, you know they take place in the 90s. Mm-hmm. Or the world's not enough. Obviously, it's it's close towards 2000 because it was yeah. November of 99. But, the, but they don't but, they don't scream the 90s. Like you watch Goldeneye, yeah, you got the the you know the 95, you know BMW Z3 practical effects. Yeah, it's and it was low budget, which you you really can't tell. I mean, they doesn't scream 90s to me. Like right. like I watch Goldeneye and I'm not like hey, it doesn't that, feel like Speed Two the, Cruise Control. The only thing that screams 90s to me in Goldeneye is the score. Is Eric Sarah's score? Yeah, like, I'll agree with that. Like that, like that's the only thing that screams '90s to me. I'll agree with that with Goldmine. But I mean, the 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 effects work. They work now, twenty five plus years later. Mm-hmm. Like in between twenty twenty five years later, like the effects still hold up. Even in except, Die Another Day. Except for I'm sorry, Di- and Tomorrow Never Dies. It, ex- the world except for Die Another Day, it's yeah. the only one where the CGI does not hold up. Yeah, we know that other movies had better CGI. Yeah, eleven years prior to Die Another Day, Terminator Two came out. Mm-hmm. Obviously, different companies that, that did the CGI, but it's like uh, you could just spend a little more. Isn't considering he, how it made four hundred plus million was a major blockbuster. You could have spent a little more on your effects, or just did it what they always did and use practical effects. Yeah, well, I guess you can't do practical effects on a windsurfing. We'll get to that. Yeah. Um, didn't the Fellowship of the Ring come out in two thousand one? Uh, I don't. You know. might look at it up for me. I'll look it Real up fast. Because look at the CGI that was in that movie. That was the year 2001 or it was 2003? 2001. That was a year before this movie. And those C- that CGI was light years ahead of what we got in Die Another Day. Yeah. What came out the same year as Die, as Die Another Day? Spider-Man 1. Yes, but that's not what I was going with. Oh, what were you going with? Attack of the Clones. Yeah. Yes, some of that CGI hasn't aged well, but there are some of that CGI of does. that looks really good. Really good. Compared to Dying there, they, uh, Spider-Man. What you said it best. Yeah, <laughs> looks phenomenal. I mean, it, I'm sure it had I'm sure it had everything to do with your production companies. I, mean, I want to obviously know, Lucas Films is going to be you know, Sony. It's going to be like it's going to be leaps ahead um, better than MGM. I want to know what Die Another Day was originally supposed to be because mm. if you watch the Everything or Nothing documentary, he Pierce alludes to Lee Tomahori making changes on set. And them starting to realize this wasn't the movie we read, like, script-wise. Right. So I'm really curious to what the original movie was supposed to be. Mm-hmm. And I'm really, I really, really, really would love to see Pierce come out, or Halle Berry, or anybody who's in the movie, and really just kind of, like, spill the beans on the production mm-hmm. of that film. Because, it, it again, in, in Everything or Nothing, Pierce kind of makes a... A snide remark and then kind of laughs it off about the the movie. Mm-hmm. Like he even he's like oh, it's it's a piece of shit. Like you can even see he doesn't say that, but you that's what basically he's saying. Right. That it's a it's a piece of shit. Um, and it's it's well, I've said it before. I said it again. It's a, it's a damn shame that a overall I think a pretty good a ten year bond got just absolutely ruined by a, a, a tr- awful movie. Yeah. But a lot of people don't know, or they might <clears throat> that. Even though he was not contracted for a fifth movie, he was not contracted for Casino Royale, Neil Purvis and Robert Wade has stated in interviews that they were writing Casino Royale in the the thought process that Pierce was coming back for a fifth movie. Hmm. So I also <clears throat> would like to know what his Casino Royale would have been. Now, is that something I would change if I would go back in time? No, because I don't think it would have been as good as the movie we got, unless it was Martin Campbell directing it. Then I trust Martin Campbell, but I'd like to know a script. Yeah, I'd, I, would I, I would like to know what his movie entailed. 
I'd like, to be a, I'd like to be a fly on the wall in some of those meetings to yeah. find out what those movies really yeah. would have been. Because, like I said, they were they were <coughs> script they were penning the the story and script for Casino Royale because that was the idea that was to make Casino Royale was going to be the twenty uh, the twenty first movie, mm-hmm. and then um, <clears throat> Batman Begins hit, and that basically changed everything for the franchise. They yeah. were just like, yeah, we're gonna we're gonna reboot. Mm-hmm. We'll go back to the beginning. Yeah, and I mean, it was for the better, honestly. It really was. I mean, Pierce was, um, forty nine, I think, when he yeah. got or fifty something. Like he that. was forty nine, fifty, one of the two, when he got when he was told they weren't bringing him back. Well, he was, he he was fifty in two thousand three. He was born in fifty three. So in 2003, he oh, was yeah. 50. Okay, so he was then, 49 when when Die Another Day came out. Okay, yeah. So I think another reason is he is he, he had that thought in the back of his head where people were saying that uh, Roger Moore was too old to continue mm-hmm. on with the movies that he did. Now, he was 58 when he stopped playing the role. Yeah, he was. So a lot of people were probably thinking, or, or he probably had in his head, you know, I, I, I don't want people to say that about but me. But he did want to come back for, he did yeah. want to come back. So, yeah. um, like, there's, like I said, there's a part of me that I wish he did, and there's a part of me that's kind of happy he didn't. Um, so what? Um, so, so what didn't work for you with him in the role? Like, like what did you not like about his portrayal of everything in Die Another Day? That's fair. That's fair. Because I, I mean, I think Goldeneye is a perfect film. I wouldn't change yeah. anything about it. I, I, I think Die, I think Tomorrow Never Dies is a really, really yeah. good film. Too. I will say, I think they, I, I think in Tomorrow Never Dies and The World Is Not Enough, and of course, obviously with with, with, with Die Another Day, it kind of goes without saying. Um, they made him a little too quippy. I feel like they always, I feel like they always kind of gave him like you know he had to get the last word. Yeah, and you know because I know there were certain parts in Die Another and not Die Another Day and Tomorrow Never Dies, where like especially when he's up in Carver's building where he's handcuffed with with a Waylon and then, you know and, and he's describing how Stamper is going to torture him, and then he's like he's like oh but the, but the late Doctor Kaufman and Stamper's like he was like a father to me and he just kind of looks at an interesting role model. It's like he didn't need to say anything. He could have just went with that. Yeah. But um, you know, now that I think about it, you brought that up. There is there is a one liner. It's not in Die Another Day. I think it's in Man. Man, I can't remember what movie it was. And it just doesn't stick with me at all. I'm just like, that doesn't fit. Hmm. Um <clears throat> I will say, I don't there is one thing I don't like about his portrayal of Bond. I don't like the way he says Bond, James Bond. Yeah. It's very... It sounds scripted. It doesn't sound natural. Kind of. Mm-hmm. Kind of. I mean, his best Bond, James Bond, is obviously Goldman. Yeah. It's the first time he says it. And he just kind of, he just kind of says it. <clears throat> but I feel like... Like, in Tomorrow Never Dies, it's like this... You know, like, uh, oh, uh, who are you? Or, or uh, uh, a banker and goes, and it like zooms in on him. It's just like, like waiting for the catchphrase to come up. Yeah. Where in Gold Knight, it's very kind of feels like a natural thing. Mm-hmm. But um, <clears throat> he doesn't like. I, I don't want to say he's not confident because Pierce is obviously a very confident man. But like when Dalton says it, it's just kind of like flows off his tongue, and, and when right. Moore says it, it's so natural. And when Connery says it, it's just, it just reeks of machismo when he mm-hmm. says it. And then Connor, and, and then Moore is like, 
not more. Brosnan is just kind of like Bond, James Bond. Like it's just like saying it in a conversation, like I just yeah. did right there. There's no, there's nothing really behind it, you know. Even, even Craig's is not bad. Like it's, it's kind of like, here I am, motherfuckers. I'm James Bond. I'm gonna kill you. You know, what didn't work for you? <clears throat> well, I'd say uh, I, I think they made him a little too quippy. Yeah, it was just the, the, the you main, did say that. Yeah, that was the main thing. Um, I'll agree to that. I will agree to that. They. Uh, kind of went with post Golden Eye with and a little bit more over nice, but, but but not a whole lot. Especially with um, like the world's not enough and Die Another Day, they kind of like like for his Bond girls, they just went with whoever was popular at the time. Like, I feel like yeah. they didn't. I feel like they didn't go out of the way to try to find the best actress for the role. They just plucked like the like the the, 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 the only thing I can really say with Tomorrow Never Dies is just is I'm grabbing Terry Hatcher because she's fresh on. Mm. Uh, Low, on Lois and Clark at the time, yeah. so they grabbed somebody who was popular at the time. But like I, I didn't know who Michelle Yao was. Um, that was who played Waylon, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I want to make sure I get the name right. Um, like Denise Richards, we knew who Denise Richards was from. But Sophie Marceau was a Martin. was a great choice for Electric King. Yes, but Sophie Marceau was also like an it girl, like French actress at the time. Yeah, because wasn't what was the movie that she was in. Lost and Found with David Spade. Yeah. yeah, didn't she just come off of that? Yeah, she was in. Yeah, she was in that. So that was before the world's enough, wasn't it? No, I think it was right after. Oh, was it okay? Yeah, and then of course, the other day they went with Halle Berry, who's fresh off of uh, X Men. Oh. It wasn't Rosamund Pike. Uh, Rosamund Pike was uh, Miranda Frost. Yes, but she was fresh off something too, wasn't she? I don't think she was because she got better. At, she she got she became a better actress as the years went on. Yeah, yeah, but I feel like she, she be, was because she was great in Gone Girl. Yeah, that was that was a decent film. Yeah, and 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 also the world's end with uh, Simon Pegg. I need to see that. Oh, it's a great movie. Yeah, it, it, it's just like Shaun of the Dead <laughs> and uh, Hot Fuzz. It's, okay. it, it, it's right there with, and which actually Brosnan is in. Oh yeah, yeah. So that's you know, so so Dino the Day was not the last time Pierce Brosnan and Rosamund Pike would share the screen together. Mm-hmm. So you mean so, Simon Pegg did two movies with two different Bond actors? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. If, if only we could have got Bill Nye. As yeah. a as a in, in the Bond universe, yeah, I feel I feel, I feel yeah 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 because uh, Shaun of the Dead was the only one that didn't have a Bond actor in it. Yeah, because they had obviously Dalton and then Brosnan. So yeah, yeah. hey, uh, Simon Pegg, if you're listening, you should, your next movie should be with uh, Daniel Craig. Yeah, and Sean Connery. Yeah, fuck it, and George Lazenby. Or just put a picture of Sean Connery on the wall because he's not doing acting anymore. But yeah. at least by hey, this is my father. <laughs> <laughs> um, so um. What is your, what is your least favorite Brosnan scene in the franchise? Uh, least favorite. Um, if I say the windsurfing scene from Die Another Day, is that the, is that taking the low hanging fruit, or should I pick something for a movie that's not Die Another Day? Because I'll say the entire last half of Die Another Day does not work. <sighs> well, I have the windsurfing scene, but you know what? Mm-hmm. That is kind of a cop out. That's a cop out. That's, yeah, because that is like that's the, that's the worst that's, moment in the franchise. Probably. That's the uh, that's the aliens at the end of Knowing. Oh that's, God. That's that's combat. All right, so h- how about your worst scene from the first three? Because we all know how the, the two of us feel about Dying of the Day. Do you have one? Um, I'm pretty sure I could think of one off. The, I'm pretty sure I could think of one off the top of my head. Uh, I would probably go with. I didn't think about it from the uh, for, for the other three movies because hmm. you always we always go to yeah. die another day. 
Uh, okay, I'll go. I'll go with the world's not enough because I think, I think production wise, that's probably his weakest movie. Even Die Another Day, is a is an utter pile of shit. It its production is pretty good yeah. outside of the CGI. Mm-hmm. It's got pretty decent production. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Except for that scene that him and Gustav Graves show up to the ice hotel. I'm pretty sure that's on a back projection. Yeah. Um, so I'll go with. Um, I'll go with probably the end fight with Renard. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. I was th- yeah. I was th- I was thinking that, and I was thinking because um, I don't like Renard as a villain at all. No, I don't. You know, I yeah. don't. Yeah, I think he's one of the worst villains in the franchise, and I like him as an actor. Um, I want to say Robbie Coltrane, but that's not him. Um, oh my god, what's his name? Uh, Robert, Robert Carlyle. Yeah, I like him as an actor, and he. Is perfect for a bottom villain, mm-hmm. but that is just he. That's just a terrible role. Yeah, terrible role. So I would probably, I you know I probably would go to that whole kind of ending for the world's mm-hmm. on enough. Like I didn't like the fight. The stuff on the sub was kind of cool. Like I was telling you mm-hmm. when we we watched it for the review. What was it? Two months ago? A month ago? Mm-hmm. Something like that. Remember when they um when he had to swim outside of the sub to get there? The I actually really liked that part where mm-hmm. he's like realizing this mm-hmm. is what he's got to do, and he's got like. He's literally got like five minutes to do it. Yeah, I really like all that suspense and stuff like that. But like the fight with Renard, and then out of nowhere, he's just like, "Oh, I can fucking push this button," and fucking MacGuffin goes through fucking Robbie Car- uh, <laughs> Robert Carlyle's fucking bo- body, and then you you know it cuts to them. With, oh, I've always wanted to have Christmas in Turkey. That's it's, probably it's my like, least favorite. It's like that. It's like I. Now you know why they fucking named her Christmas Jones. Yeah. Or at the end, it's like, oh, I thought Christmas only came once a year. Yeah, like... It's like, like, it's so in your face. The one was enough. Yeah. You didn't need to shoe in a second one. Yeah. Like, you made the one Christmas joke, but they were just like, hey, can we get one more? But there are some great great Bond moments in Tomorrow Never Dies, too. Like, uh, the the, the pre-title sequence is fantastic. the world's not enough? Because it's... What'd I say? You said Tomorrow Never Dies. Well, there isn't that too. We'll get to that. Uh, but in, in but we're now right now we're talking on the world's not enough. Like, mm-hmm. like after he gets injured, before he sees Doctor Holly uh, Warmflash, Molly Molly Warmflash, and Tanner's handing out the the dossiers to the other double O's. Yeah, and he doesn't get. And he's, he, like, he's like, like I like I love when Pierce gets serious because he honestly his bond should have been just a continuation of Dalton's bond because I think Pierce could have done it. And actually, we're, that's. We're going to go back to that subject in a minute. We're going to go back to the Dalton movies because Brosnan was supposed to do them. He signed yeah. the contract and everything. So we're going to go back to that in a couple minutes. No, the reason, the re, uh, the reason for that uh. being with him signing the contract in '86 and Remington getting renewed. Remington still got renewed because of the publicity of him getting signed on as Bond. Mm-hmm. Because because yeah. it could be because it made waves. The reruns of Remington Steel. Yeah, went went overboard on ratings. Uh-huh. Like, like they, they shot straight to the top, so they so ended they up. Brought it so back. they ended up renewing it. They brought it back, but the show failed. Yeah, they canceled. I don't think it finished its last season. I don't think so. Don't quote me on that. But it definitely got it definitely got canceled before yeah. that season ended. They may have let it finish it out, but maybe. But that backfired tremendously. But we'll get we'll get to that in a little yeah. bit. Um, there there are some great moments in tomorrow. Tomorrow never the world's not enough. Like I said, um, but that. I would say probably from like the fight with Renard, pretty much to the end of the movie is just like cringe. Yeah, it really is cringe. Would you probably agree to that? I would yeah. agree to that. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, okay. So then we'll do the uh, we'll do the inverse. 
-hmm. Let's remove Goldeneye. Okay. What is your favorite Brosnan scene from Tomorrow Never Dies or The World's Not Enough or Die Another Day? Because we'll do the inverse. Because obviously, we it's so easy to just pick one from Goldeneye. Of course. So we'll course. go. Let, let's go for the other three. Make it a little more difficult for us. All right. So best scene from from those movies. From those three, yeah. Uh, in Tomorrow Never Dies, I do like the standoff where on this on the uh, on Carver Sub mm -hmm. where he's got. Uh, Mr. G where he's got the gun on Mr. Gupta, yeah. and Carver's got the gun on 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 Wei Lin, and how mm. they're just kind of doing like a battle of wits, and then it's like, oh, are we almost done, Mr. Gupta? It's like, oh, we're done. He's like, oh, well, then you've outlived your contract. So yeah, he shoots him. So, so he shoots him. So yeah. Bond's kind of. <clears throat> I, I I do love that. I do love that standoff because it shows kind of how because it shows the cleverness of the villain mm. and how the villain's like, all right, well, you know, I just took your I, yeah. I I just took you out of the I just took your uh, your ace out of the equation. Mm. I, I do I do like that. The world is not enough. The boat chase in the beginning. That's very. I'm, well, I'm always yeah. gonna. I'm always. I'm, I'm always gonna say that. Mm -hmm. uh, and then another day. It's. It's just the, the torture scene during the credits in the beginning. Oh yeah yeah yeah. 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 But that's neither here nor there. Uh, I'll, I'll go. With, I'm gonna go with two actually. Um, my favorite non golden eye scene with Brazen. Actually, I'm gonna go with three because two of them are from Die Another. Or, Tomorrow Never Dies. Mm. I like when he's sneaking around Carver's uh, building when mm. he's looking for the um, the uh, the encoder. Yeah, I like Sneaky Bond because mm -hmm. I like when he's doing spy shit. So I like all that. I like when he's he's running out and he's fighting the guys in the print in the printing section and he punches the guy with things. He's like, oh, they print anything these days. It's yeah. like that's a good one. Line. I'll give him that. Um, I really love the hotel scene. And tomorrow never dies. Mm -hmm. When he's sitting there and he's drinking the vodka. Oh yeah, and, and then, he's and, waiting for her to show up. Yeah, or he's waiting for somebody to show up because yeah, because shows up he goes, oh. Yeah, because when she shows up, he goes, "Oh, so you're the one they sent." Yeah. yeah okay. Because yeah, yeah, yeah. he, he was expecting anybody. Yeah. So, um, but I love that. I love the look he's got. Mm -hmm. That that when he's he's just kind of sitting back. Looking, I love him tomorrow. Looking cool as shit. Yeah. He he got the look on his face. You know he's probably got a little bit of a buzz going on because he's been fucking. He's half a bottle of Smirnoff in. Uh, not smeared off ice, smeared off vodka in. Yeah. And, um, the European smeared off too. Yeah. So, and then, <laughs> you know, and then he just beds her. Like, that is Bond. That is probably the closest he got to the novels. Yeah. Is Bond. It's just, it's dark. And, and I feel bad for Pierce because that's what he wanted. What he wanted to continue Dalton's Bond. He wanted what, what Craig is. He mm. didn't want to go back and be Roger's Bond. Yeah. He wanted to be a serious Bond. He wanted to bring more. More of a uh, mental stuff to the role, and unfortunately, he really. I will tell you. That. I will tell you that I like in Tomorrow Never Dies, like like, what, like like how you mentioned that, where he's like, oh, you know, where he was waiting for them to send someone to come. Like he knew his cover wasn't going to work, mm -hmm. and especially when, when like Gupta figures out, he goes, oh, you know, he hasn't had a single Once infraction he saw in her. ten years. Yeah, yeah, like like well, he's like, oh, he hasn't had a single infraction in ten mm -hmm. years. And it's like, oh, he's well, a government agent. He's, he's like, all oh, my. Basically, yeah. it was when they they found him out and they sent those guys to kill him. Yeah, it went at the party, and then he beat the shit out of those guys. He hit that dude over the head with a fucking uh, ashtray. Yeah, but the other one is is from Die Another Day. It's um, when he first gets to Cuba. Oh yeah, I I love that, and he's got he's got the 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 the, the shirt on. Mm -hmm. um, whatever, with a Hawaiian shirt on. Yeah. He's just in casual clothes. He meets he meets that contact, which is a great con. I can't remember that guy's name. Mm -hmm. Great contact. Yeah, it's because I don't watch the movie ever, so yeah. I don't remember that guy's name. The, the Cuban guy, mm -hmm. when he's he goes to the factory, the rolling mm -hmm. factory, 
and then um actually it's really everything in Cuba I'll, I'll be honest with you I, I I really do like everything in Cuba for the most for the most part um <laughs> the um, the uh, uh, sorry, George yeah. distracted. <laughs> um, but then you know he's got the car, mm-hmm. and then even when Halle Berry um comes out of the water, like like Pierce is good in that role. Yeah, in that moment, he's got the mojito, he's got the cigar. So then they go to the um, after the uh, the doctor's facility. Yeah. Then he goes back to that guy, and they're they're looking at the diamonds. To find that, you know, to figure out screws over it. That's all really good stuff. If you remove Halle Berry from that whole fucking shit in Cuba, and that was just Bond being sneaky Bond, that would have been really good. Or even, or even if if you if you just rework the if you rework the script a little bit, take Jinx out and make it uh, and, and bring back Jack Wade or Felix. Yeah. Or just a better actress or actor, whatever. I don't know. I guess actress isn't a politically correct term anymore. I don't, I don't fucking know. Well, uh, until they get rid of the category for the Oscars, uh, to me, it's going to be actors and actresses. Okay, I'm fine with that. So until um, so until they so, so until they eliminate that from the Oscars, which honestly I hope they don't because I I, I like that you're I, not, not not so much the, the segregation, but the more recognition gets around. Yeah, you know, rather than just having five people nominated for one award. Yeah, you can have you four know, men you and one woman, have, or four women and you, one man, you or have no ten. men or no women. You yeah, know what I mean, and then you know, yeah. you have a you have an entire best actor category. It's all women. They're like, oh, good for women. It's like, all right, well, now every man actor who just had a shot now. Mm-hmm. It gets no recognition because you want there to be inclusion. Yeah, this kind of like when Natalie Portman did her fucking bullshit thing with her her gown at the Oscars, and she pointed to it. And it was all the women directors that they get nominated. Yeah. It's like they didn't get nominated because nobody saw their fucking movies, or they didn't make good enough movies. Yeah, like calm down, Natalie Portman. Yeah, so <laughs> why don't so. you go make a good movie, which you haven't made since V for Vendetta? Yeah, in my opinion. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But. So yeah, I would go with those two. But if I'm gonna, but if I'm, or those three scenes. But if I'm encapsulating all of, if I'm including Goldeneye, yeah, then it's the scene in Cuba, ironically again, where, uh, where Bond is captured by Alec, and he has that kind of like one, well, not one on one because everyone else is there, but you know when Alec tells him the whole plan, then mm. Bond tries and he's like, oh, you know, you're just a, you know. It, you, it, it, it's still it's still just petty theft, you know. You're yeah. just, you know, a- angry at a world fifty years gone. They like, go oh, spare me your Freud. Yeah, I would uh, yeah, Sigmund oh, Freud. Stop it. <laughs> uh, it's, but if we're going Goldeneye, because obviously, I mean, you you heard our rankings, everybody. Yeah. You know where Goldeneye sits for us. Um, it's either the fight with Alec in the mm-hmm. antenna, which is one of the best in the franchise, or it's the scene with M. Oh yeah, in, in her office. That is a great scene. A lot of people take that the wrong way, or even the uh, even like the little face to face in the uh, statue graveyard. Oh, that's so good too. Oh, I can't wait. To yeah, I cannot fucking where, through where, where Alec right. reveals himself as yeah yeah you know, yeah. He uh, generally gives a, his reaction is generally like you're still like how are yeah. you still alive like like, like genuine surprise yeah yeah it, it just. And like the air of confidence that's over Alec, you know, especially when Bond has a gun on him, he's like, mm-hmm. "Oh, please, James, it'd be foolish to think I haven't anticipated your every yeah. move." Yeah. Like he's not worried that James has the gun on him. Nope. He's not like there's not a single care because he's three steps ahead. Yeah. So. Yeah, man, that's that's. Oh, I cannot wait to. I can't. It's gonna be great. It's gonna be great. Mm-hmm. 
I fucking love that movie so much. But all right, so let's go back in time a little bit. Let's mm-hmm. go back to the eighties. Okay. And Pierce gets signed on to be Bond. To be in the Living Daylights and License to Kill because they were the two movies we got. We don't know if they would have been called that. Mm-hmm. Let's just mm-hmm. for, for 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 hypothetical sake. Let's let's say those movies are the exact same movies, but Pierce Brosnan is in them. George, do you think Pierce Brosnan could have pulled off the Living Daylights and License to Kill? Mm-hmm. They would probably have to rework the films to match his acting style a bit. But I would have a hard time watching those movies without seeing Timothy Dalton in the role. And that's another thing I would never do. I would never, I would never change those movies because I love those movies so much. I do think Pierce would have been just as good as Dalton in The Living Daylights. However, I do not think Pierce would have been good in License to Kill. I don't think he has... has and he's a great actor. He's a phenomenal actor. I love mm-hmm. a lot. Of, we're going to get to what our favorite non-Bond Pierce movie is. Mm-hmm. Um towards the end um, I love a lot of his non-bond work um, I just don't see him being as physical as Timothy in the role would yeah. you agree? I, Cause, cause, I 100% I 100% agree because Dalton was just a brute like more so than Craig like Dalton like he may not have been like a physically imposing guy he was in decent shape I and mean, you see mm-hmm. it in, in License to Kill you know he wasn't like dad bod uh um, Roger Moore towards the end of his tenure, you yeah. know what I mean? Like, like Dalton was in decent shape for the role because he did all his own fucking stunts, or most of them, eighty percent of them probably. Mm-hmm. But like, you knew when when Dal- when like Dalton's bond snapped and he had that look in his eyes, you knew he was gonna just fuck your world up. I just don't think Brosnan could have pulled off License to Kill. I think he could have pulled off The Living Daylight. So. I don't think he could pull off License to Kill. No, I don't think so either. I don't think so. Yeah. Um, just like I said, I don't think Dalton could have pulled off what we got in Goldeneye. Maybe the original script, sure, because that was written for Timothy Dalton. Plus, we, plus we, we, we might have gotten long hair Taffin uh, Pierce and voices to kill. Not even, not even the, uh, the the longer hair when he got announced. And it was I sent you that picture. You're like, oh, why didn't he have that? So, in basically, so basically, how he looked in Lawnmower Man. Yeah, pretty much. included. Yeah. So. <laughs> Um, I'm, but I, overall, um, I guess it's kind of good that that happened that way. Mm-hmm. But it would have been cool, like I, what, like I've said to you, there's an alternate timeline out there somewhere where Connery did the first seven movies, and then Moore did his first four, four mm-hmm. and then Brosnan took over. There's many alternate timelines in the Bond universe, I think. There's many, if you believe in, you know, susecting yeah. universes and stuff like that, there's many different timelines of the Bond right. universe that could be Let real. me, well, let me ask you this before we continue on. Okay. Uh, Brosnan accepts in 86. Okay. Remington Steel doesn't get read, the, the doesn't get uh, renewed, mm-hmm. and he does the Dalton movies. Does... Brosnan hang around till 2002 or does he leave the role early? Leaves the role. You think so? Because if, if if he is standing by what he said during the Die Another Day production where he was asked if he wants how many he wants to do and he says six because that's what Connery did and then I walk away he's done after Tomorrow Never Dies. No. 
The world's not enough. The world's not enough. My mistake. Because there wouldn't have been that gap between between eighty nine yep. and ninety five. Because you, you would have got you, property of a lady essentially. Yeah, you would have gotten. You would have gotten. You would have gotten Gold Nine Ninety One because Gold Nine was essentially Dalton's film. Yeah. Again, like I've said, it's just got reworked into what we know as the current Gold. Yeah. Nine. But the overall premise of the movie was essentially the same. Yeah. So, um, which is kind of goes back to what I say about I want a. I really want a novel version of Moonraker. We've kind of got you kind of got some in Goldeneye a little bit and you got a little bit in Skyfall too. So we've gotten elements of the novel version of Moonraker in three movies cuz a little bit of, it was a little bit in the in the movie version of Moonraker too. Mm-hmm. But I just want that true form but yeah, um, yeah he probably I think he would have stopped at 6. I never know. He might have he might have done one. They might have been like you're making us a shit ton of money. You want to do one more and he does die another day mm-hmm. and like all the Bond actors he walks away with that being its worst movie. Yeah. So but I think if he walks away, if he walks away before the world's not enough, you mean before Die Another Day? After, if he walks after away world. after the world's not enough, before Die Another Day, mm-hmm. Die Another Day doesn't get made, and it goes and it goes right to Casino Royale with Daniel Craig. Yeah. So in that alternate timeline, Die Another Day probably doesn't even exist. Yeah. And Brosnan's got six great films. Yep. Brosnan would essentially have the best. Chunk of Bond movies, or or Die Another Day still gets made because that would technically have been a sixth movie. Yeah, because Goldeneye would have just shifted up to ninety one if there was no break in between. Mm-hmm. So that would have just shifted up to ninety one, and then you would have had Tomorrow Never Dies like two year, two three years later. Die Wars Enough, and then Die Another Day. But Die Another Day may have had, it, a diff- it, but it may have had a different premise exactly, if it's not set in two thousand ten. I was just gonna say that it might have been a completely different movie. Yeah. So, um, well. Well, um, I think Pierce has the best ratio of movies, though. Because he's got four movies, so 75% of his he's films... three to one, yeah. Yeah, he's three to one. Where I think Connery is, is three and three. Maybe, or I'll give four, because I, I do like Goldfinger. I just think it's his. Mm-hmm. It's a weaker film. Moore is... Well, he did seven, right? Uh, he's probably like five and two for me. Yeah. Because yeah, I don't... I mean, I, I don't like Moonraker, really. And I, I would put a view to a kill on the on the the bad side, mm-hmm. even though I. Secretly... What about the spy who loved me? Ah, uh, that's kind of like in the. Middle. I assume you would have had the spy who loved me and Moonraker on the uh, on the bad end. Yeah, he might, he might be. He, I think he's four and three with me. Yeah, you know, four and three because four because, and three. because a view to a kill, um, Moonraker and Spy Who Loved Me would be on the yeah the, on the bad on end the, or not good side. I would say yeah. yeah I wouldn't say because they're. Right I wouldn't the, say they're bad movies. Yeah. They're just not good. And right now, Craig is split down the middle of two and two. Yeah. So. No, you know what? As and this is probably going to change if if we get no time to die in November because I'll probably have to rearrange my entire fucking ranking system. Yeah, which we wouldn't. We're not going to do a two part episode again. No, no, we'll no, 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 no. we'll just spout them off at the end of a review for No Time to Die. Yeah. You know where we or we'll, ju- or, or we'll just say yes, yeah, where, like where we throw it. In. Uh, I, I the more I watch Quantum of Solace, I think I like it more than Spectre. So I actually, I'll be honest with you, with Craig, he's he's also probably three to one to me. Probably closer to two and two, but Quantum of Solace, yeah, you know, I'll go two and two. But Quantum of Solace, I think, is better than Spectre, mm-hmm. which I originally had higher. So I, that that's going to change eventually, is Quantum of Solace. But um, overall, George, mm-hmm. what is your, what do you grade the Brosnan error from from Gold Nine ninety five to how many of the video games did you play before we could do that? You uh, played Goldeneye, right? I played Goldeneye. I actually didn't play a lot of the other games. You didn't play Tomorrow Never Dies? No. Oh, because you weren't missing anything. Yeah. That game sucks. Yeah. No Tomorrow Never Dies? I did. Or uh, World's Not Enough? I, 
I'll tell you the I've only played two James Bond games. Mm-hmm. I played uh, I played Goldeneye, mm-hmm. and I played um, the the um, for much with love. For much with love. It's a great game. Yeah, I wish they would have done more of that. So I because I, I wasn't at the at the time with video games. I was more just into just you know, I wanted to play the wrestling games. Right. I wanted to do Madden and stuff right. like that. So I, I so, didn't get too involved with. All right, so then we'll just we'll stick to the four yeah. movies. What is your overall grade? We'll do a letter grade. Mm-hmm. No, for for we should have did this with the other two retrospectives we did. Yeah, um, I didn't. Even, I just it just thought I thought of it today. Mm-hmm. Letter grade for Brosnan's era. For Brosnan's era, I give it a B, solid B. I'll go B because I would not, I, I would rate it higher, but Die Another Day drags it down. Yeah, and I, I I wouldn't go lower than a B because I do think Goldeneye Goldeneye is. Mm-hmm. Phenomenal. Goldeneye is an A plus for me. Yeah, and Tomorrow Never Dies, I'd give it. I'd honestly give it an A. I I I give Tomorrow Never Dies and wait, what's and, lower, A or A minus? A. I think it's A minus A A plus. Okay, so I'll give I'll give Tomorrow Never Dies an A minus. Right. And then I'll give Twine a B plus because and I yeah. I give it a B plus because of production issues. Yeah. I give Tomorrow Never Dies and The World's Not Enough. I I, I give them solid B's, but Dying of the Day is enough. Yeah, it's it is kind of it, 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 it's there's nothing salvageable from Diamond. Even even the parts I like aren't great. Like I've said before, there the stuff I like. You look back and see this still kind of sucks though. Yeah, I also agree with you. I'll give it a B, a hard hard B. B. It's right there. It's very solid. Um, I mean, if you want to go back and give the other movies, letter, if you want to go back and give the other ones letter grades real quick while we're here. Sure, I mean we're Dal- here. Dalton Dal- 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 gets an A. A plus for me because both of those movies are yeah A plus. Dalton gets an A plus for me. A plus. Don't say plus. Uh, I think Moore gets a solid B. Also, his, I'll give more B plus. His, his movies are pretty middle of the road, so. But when he, his movie, but but you know, I I can't give more higher than than Brazen. I'll give Brazen a B plus. I'll give more a B. Okay. Yeah, I'll do okay. that. Mm-hmm. I'll do because more for for as enjoyable his movies are, he doesn't have a golden eye. No, he doesn't. He's got very good movies: Live and Let Die, Man with the Golden Gun, Free Eyes Only. He doesn't have that golden eye yeah. at Casino Royale. That license core living living whatever yeah. from Russia with love thunder, but he doesn't have that movie in his franchise. I know people like to say it's the it's the spy who loved me, but I personally don't think that. I think that's more along the lines of you only live twice, where there's good mm-hmm. and there's bad in the movie. Mm-hmm. So uh, yeah, I'll do that. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, before we start wrapping this up, mm-hmm. um, if you could change one thing about his tenure, what would you change? Uh, I would have had besides a the obvious of changing die another day. Yeah. Uh, if I could change anything about his tenure, I would have. I mean, but but this isn't this isn't my call. It would still be on the studios. I would have had him take the role of Cerner, so we would have gotten at least another movie out of him. Yeah, when he was in his prime. Um, I would do I would do one of these two situations. I would probably had done better production on Tomorrow Never Dies and The mm-hmm. World's Enough because I think that's what hampers those movies a lot. Mm-hmm. Um. Or I would have given him a fifth film, a redemption film, I would, to redeem from Die Another Day. I'll and tell you, let him I'll, I'll, I'll tell you another thing I'd do. I'd get some better singers for his movies. i get a new singer yeah. for Tomorrow Never Dies, and I would get a new singer for, for, for Die Another Absolutely, Day. Absolutely, I'll agree with that. Or I would just use the Katie Lang song for Tomorrow Never mm-hmm. Dies. Honestly, you know what? I'd, I would switch the, I'd switch the singers. Because 97 Madonna would have given us a better song than 2002 Madonna. Absolutely. And Cheryl Crow, she would have been around for a little longer, so she would have had more of a style to her that they could have worked the sound to. Yeah. Or they would have just gone with somebody completely different. Yeah, I'll go with that. 
Yeah. But because ninety-seven Madonna, we would have got Ray Light Madonna. Yeah. Another so. thing I would change is the score for Goldeneye. I would have had somebody uh, else. Yeah. I either would have had David Arnold do it, or Michael Kamen. Michael Kamen. Yeah, one of the two. Because well, because Michael Kamen is just a great composer in general. Yeah, he Hans scored Z- some of the best action movies ever. But David, David Arnold, got Bond. He understood what a Bond mm-hmm. score should sound like. Yeah. I probably would lean more towards David Arnold, but it would have been one or John Barry would have brought John Barry back. He was still alive. Yeah. And he was still scoring movies. John Williams. Yeah. That's the dream. So. Um, I think that's a solid conversation. That's solid. Yeah. Uh, Do you have anything else you want to add? Best non-Bond mm, yes. Pierce movie. Um, Thomas Crown Affair. That's my choice, too. Yeah. And I, lo- I love that. You know what? No, I'm changing it. After Sunset. Mm. After Sunset's a great, great movie. Mm. Thomas Crown Affair is a great movie, too. So was The Matador. So was the November Man, the Foreigner. I mean, Pierce is a great movie. Uh, Mama Mia. Yeah, you don't even have to cough. You should have said it. Uh, yeah. The Mama Mia movies. Pierce. I think Pierce had the best. I don't want to say the best because Connery. Connery had a really good post Bond career, but Pierce didn't make Zardoz. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like there wasn't that movie in his repertoire. Yeah. But Connery was in Indiana Jones, and Connery won an Oscar, and he was in Highlander, and he was in Hunt for Red October, and Crimson... No, no, Crimson Tide was Gene Hackman. Yeah. But, like, Connery had a great... Damn, that's... that's mm-hmm. not, he probably had the second best post-bottom career. But you know what Connery doesn't have on his, uh, on his tenure? He doesn't have a Dante's Peak. Yeah, that's true. Let me, uh, let me bring up the, the page real quick. Okay. Let me bring up Pierce's filmography. Okay. Just so we can see what he did post Bond. Mm. I mean, we we know what he did post Bond. Yeah. T- Tapham was 87. Yeah. I thought, it was, uh, thought it was like 89. Mm. All right. Well, I mean, this was during the time of him doing uh, of doing Bond, but he did Mars Attacks, mm-hmm. which we, we, we both enjoyed. Mm-hmm. He did that Robinson Crusoe. Oh, yeah. The TV, maybe TV movie. That was good. Yep. Uh, he did the movie Quest for Camelot. He was King Arthur. <laughs> Taylor of Panama. Oh, it's a great movie. Oh, I forgot about that. that after, so the, after the sunset, which we mentioned. That is so good, Taylor of Panama. Uh, the Matador, which we also mentioned. Great so movie. There, there were Seraphim Falls where him and Liam Neeson play Cowboys. That was good. That was good. Mm-hmm. That's underrated as shit. Oh, mm-hmm. he was great in The Sun, too. Mm-hmm. As uh, Eli Whitley or whatever his name is. Yeah. Uh, Percy Jackson, the. The, I haven't seen the that. World's End, November Man. I mean, he. I mean, he. He, he did a lot of stuff. Yeah, he's is, been busy. Yeah, I mean, he's been busy. It's, it's, it's not. Like it's, apparently, there's a movie coming up where he plays Louis the Fourteenth. Cool. Yeah. Which cool. is complete. It's just. And he was. Uh, I, I guess they're doing another Cinderella. He plays the king. Hmm. But he did a lot of TV stuff too. Yeah. Because he did Bag of Bones and he did The Sun. Mm-hmm. So I mean, and, and, and those were and those were pretty good. So mm-hmm. I. I got nothing to say. Oh, he also did a. Around the world in 80 days. Mm-hmm. It was Phileas Fogg. Mm-hmm. But I still, I, I, I think Connery has the most, I, I do think Connery has the best best career post-Bond. Yeah. It, it, Dalton, not the Dalton. Brosnan's a close second, though. Yeah, it's yeah. it's just, it, it's hard to go, it's hard to go against uh, The Untouchables, 
Highlander, Hunt for Red October, Indiana Jones, Indiana the Rock, Indiana Jones, The Rock, Entrapment. That's Entrapment. a good movie. League of Extraordinary Gentlemen. I, I mean, love that movie. It, it gets a lot of hate. Rising Sun, Rising Sun, Medicine Man. I mean, <laughs> there was the a, Avengers. That was not a good movie. No, it wasn't. But he was in it. <laughs> yeah. um, oh, the man who would be king. Yeah, that's a great oh, uh, movie. Uh, what the hell was the other one? Oh my god. It was just on TV first night where he played oh, King that's Arthur. A great movie. That was just on that, that, that was just movie. on the other day. There was also the one where he was the voice of the dragon for Dennis Quaid, Dragonheart. Oh yeah, forgot about yeah. that. So I, I think Connery has the best post Bond career. He also repri- He's the only actor to ever reprise the role. No, that's not true. George Lazenby did. It. Yeah, he did it in the Man from Uncle movie. Essentially, um, I mean, essentially Roger Moore did in Cannibal Run. <laughs> that was during the Bond franchise, though. Cannibal. Oh yeah. Cannibal Run was the seventies. No, Cannibal Run was eighties. Was it? Yeah. Okay. Can- Cannibal Run one, I think, was like eighty two. Okay, he still and- was. He still was Bond though. Yeah. Oh yeah. No. Cannibal Run was eighty one. Okay. Um, but I think he did Cannibal Run too though. So he might have at least. Um, the last topic, I'm gonna I want to touch on. Well, Cannibal just, Run two is still in the same. Just a quick question. Mm-hmm. Um. Never say never again. Thanks. Would you remake it today? Mm-hmm. Obviously not as a remake of Thunderball. But would you basically do that premise of an aging Bond or let's say Bond coming out of retirement mm-hmm. with Pierce? With Pierce at 67 years old? Mm-hmm. Like the world needs James Bond one more time. Mm-hmm. He's going to be limited in what he can do at 67. But, I'm going to tell you that. But movies are a lot different today than they were in the 80s. That's true. You know, stunt doubles are, it's a lot different nowadays with stunt mm. doubles. But so, is it going to be such an obvious stunt double? No, 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 no. I, would, I wouldn't, I wouldn't, it wouldn't be like, um, it wouldn't be obvious. Like, I would, I, it wouldn't I, be, it would, it would be more of a, I would probably make it more of a spy thriller than an action movie. So you'd get a lot of, you'd get a lot of spy bonds. You know, you um, you have some action scenes, um, but you it would be more of a, of a spy movie. You get a lot of sneakiness, a lot of covert stuff. Honestly, I think if you do something like that, it might work a little better with Dalton at seventy four. Why? Dalton's in great shape. Brosnan's still in great really shape too. Brosnan's too, and but seven years younger than Dalton. I don't, well, they both look great. So they do. Matter. They do. I mean, both would be. Yeah. Both would be, but but Dalton doesn't need to. Re- he, I wouldn't say. I would say Dalton doesn't need to redeem himself. Not that no. Pierce does, but I think bringing Pierce back for for an older James Bond movie where you have a newer M and it's it's just this new version of MI six, but it's like you know maybe it's like, like the like the double O program has been disbanded for 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 years. You can make it a continuation to the original twenty movie timeline, and this is. I mean, what, that was 2002, mm-hmm. and we're way 18 years later. You can make it 20 years later, and they're just like, what are we going to do? And then... And you then could we, do something and more... And they, they kind of start looking at, like, the who were the last 00 agents that were still in mm-hmm. when they disbanded the program, and, like, Bond's the only one still alive. So they bring him back. And you could just have him being... I mean, he lives in Hawaii. Bond's living in Hawaii, and he's got that fucking musketeer beard and fucking his gray hair. Or... You could work it to where maybe somebody from his previous films mm. is still alive and holding a, a grudge or a vendetta against James Bond. 
and say he does something where he uh, in the in, to be, in, in the um, in the vein of like Expendables three, where Mel Gibson had taken the like the younger recruits. Mm. And he's like, oh, if you want him, come get him. Maybe that's something that this new villain does, is he takes the current 007 and holds him hostage. Like, you'd say, oh, if you want him back, you'll give me, I want James Bond. Hmm. You know, hmm. like, like, where are you hiding him? Yeah. You know, because you feel... Now, who could I, it be, though? I, I would... Because I, I feel like Pierce's Bond was very much like the villain dies at the end of the movie. You're right. <clears throat> or is it somebody we don't know? It could be. Just from a... a, 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 a he, or, uh, you I could, mean, he'd be much. I mean, he'd be much older, but we never actually saw Armov die. I mean, we 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 know he got shot. We don't know if it was. He's a, also dead. The actor. Oh, Godfrey John is dead. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, uh, you could always spin it to that. Um, you could make it to where Zal survived. Uh, I'm pretty sure he's dead. I mean, I know like he was. You know, the chandelier fell on Impales him. Impaled by a chandelier. You know. Could always no. make it like, kind of like the Die Hard video game did, where it was Hans Gruber's son. You can make it like Par- uh, Ellie Carver's son. Hmm. Something along those lines. Yeah. We know Alec didn't have any children. No. Do we know that? I don't think Double O's have children. Yeah, but he wasn't a Double O after 1986. <clears throat> if you catch my drift. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> I see what you did. There. Yeah, <laughs> I would like it though. I, I would. I wish Pierce could get a um, a, a shot to redeem his his tenure because I feel like a lot of people. Like the cool thing is now to bash Pierce. Like where now it's the cool thing is to put prop up Dalton, which I'm glad. Don't get me wrong. Mm-hmm. I'm happy that Dalton's getting the recognition he deserves. Mm-hmm. But now it's like the cool thing is to just shit on Pierce's tenure. Of course. It's like. Like, are we forgetting that he his tenure is why we have the Craig movies nowadays? His tenure is why because there was such a layoff of the franchise, and his movies made so much money is why we have current James Bond movies. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> but I feel like people just like they'll be like, "Oh, Goldeneye's overrated," and there's some people that think Die Another Day is better than Goldeneye. It's like you might be a drug addict. I, I, like I'm, I hate to be so blunt, but like, come on now, really? Go watch those movies. Yeah, and then tell me if you still feel that way. Yeah, like I can. I can get if you don't like Tomorrow Never Dies. Well, no, I don't, because I think Tomorrow Never Dies is a great film. Mm -hmm. I can get why you don't like Tomorrow Never... The World's Not Enough. I can understand that. That's kind of a... That's got some holes in it in that movie. Still good. Still still watchable. But but like I said, I I would love to see Pierce get that opportunity. And maybe that's what they could do post-25. Maybe they're like, hey, this type of Bond movie is over with. We're going to do this for Bond... You know, 60th anniversary. We're gonna bring back Pierce Brosnan and save the world one more time. I think yeah. it'd be cool if you did that. Bet you would do it too. Bring back the right cast around him. You know. Yeah. I wouldn't be. It wouldn't be like a reunion for me. Mm-hmm. I would be like. It wouldn't be like all of a sudden you know, John Cleese comes out of retirement to be Q again, and then Judy Dent. Maybe you could have him meet Judy Dent somewhere for lunch or something like that. Yeah. You know, or maybe she's in politics now. Maybe she's going on from being. Barbara Maudsley and she's you know M and she's moved up into parliament or prime minister or something like that where he's he meets with her for some reason possible so but Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. well everybody yes I think that's it 
I think so too. What are your feelings on Pierce Brosnan? What do you think? What did you think about his tenure as James Bond? We want to know. Yeah, we'd love to know. Yeah. We'd love to hear it. Uh, what's your favorite movie by Pierce? What's your least favorite movie by Pierce uh, in the in the Bond franchise? Uh, what's your favorite moment? Least favorite moment? You know. Um, did you play any of the video games? I did. Played them all. We'd love. We'd um, love to know. Yeah. We, we do you would. wish Pierce got a fifth movie? Do you like our idea of essentially a modern version of like a Never Say Never Again, where it's an older Bond? either coming out of retirement or fight, essentially fighting retirement because yeah. that's kind of what he was doing in Never Say Never Again because they wanted to pretty much make him an instructor. And he was like, oh, uh-uh, motherfucker. I'm, uh-huh. a, I'm a goddamn spy. Yeah. So, um, that's it. So, everybody, I hope you enjoy this podcast. Um, and we will see you next week. Yeah, we don't have a thought yet. But once we do... Yeah, we'll let you know on the social we'll media you know. pages. Yeah. Yeah. All right, everybody. See you then. Yep. Just like James Bond, Station 007 will return.